You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back. I'm Heather Caro. I'm Father Tim Cohn. And we're broadcasting today from Holy Spirit Parish in Mitchell, South Dakota. If you've missed any of our very inspirational discussions up to now... You can always check them out on our podcast section on realpresenceradio.com, or you can download our free app. Uh, just go to Real Presence Radio in your app store and download it, and we put our podcasts up on there, so you can listen to it anytime, anywhere. Mm-hmm. Usually my family ends up contacting me and said, hey, I heard you we on the radio. Can you send me the link? Yeah. Uh, we want to listen to it. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. <laughs> I'll have to put the note, send Father the link. <laughs> Well, cruising right along, I our next guest I'm really excited to talk to, we have Salvatore Rigatano on the line. Rigatano. <laughs> Thank you. Good morning. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. It's a wonderful opportunity to chat with you. I look forward to our conversation. Absolutely. So for the listeners, tell a little bit about your background and who you are. Okay. Well, um, again, my name is Salvatore Rigatano. born and raised Catholic. Been married to my beautiful wife Katie for 13 years. We have six children, one on the way here in about a week. Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> yes, and uh, we are homeschoolers. Uh, our family recently relocated to Rapid City uh, from the Midwest. Um, we do attend the Extraordinary Forum at Immaculate Conception Forum in downtown Rapid City, served by the uh, FSSP. Uh, we own and operate a coffin and casket uh, building company here. I know as Holy Family Coffin and Caskets. So that's wow. my story. <laughs> wow. So how yep. does how does one get into a coffin and casket business? That, that's a great question. Um, <laughs> you know, for, for for many years, you know, my hobby was woodworking. Um, and I was always searching for some way, right, some way to serve our Catholic brothers and sisters. Um, so I started making prayer kneelers. Um, and that's mm. one of the items that's, that's on our website. Um, but that's where I started. Go ahead, Father. No, I was just listening. You're good. Okay, okay, okay. Um, then I came across an article in the Knights of Columbus magazine of a West Coast family that built pine box caskets. Um, and upon reading that article, I knew. I knew right away, okay, that's the journey I wanted to pursue. Um, and that's, that's what happened. And here we are uh, a year later, and I'm uh, doing very well. Wow. Mm-hmm. Who would have mm-hmm. ever thought of such a thing? Yeah, so you yeah. started the business about a year ago. That's um, correct. You also said that you homeschool, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes, So that's correct. you have a couple kids at home and one on the way. A couple. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of kids at home. Yeah. One yeah. on the way. So as a father, um, how do you balance all of this? I'm sure a lot of fathers out there are wanting to know, how do you run a business and how do you homeschool a family of six? Well, it's truly, it's truly a, a family business. Um, I mean, we're pretty routine uh, we have a strict routine. We go to, we're daily uh, mass attendants. So we go to mass in the morning. We come home. They start their schoolwork. I'm in the shop doing the work. Uh, when they're done, they come in and assist me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, it's just a rewarding experience all around. My, uh, the children, um, they're, they're part in every part of the business, uh, the initial customer contact. They help me with mailers and ads. Uh, they help building and delivering products. Uh, my son helps me deliver it. Uh, he also is in the shop with me, you know, at the end of the day, helping me uh, clean up or whatever, build certain things of the of the products. Um, in addition, uh, they're heavily involved in praying for the repose of the soul that recently passed. 
uh, via our, our, our nightly family rosary. So on top of their reg- regular education, they're getting a constant dose of real-life, end-of-life knowledge and experiences. That's fantastic. That's priceless. <laughs> hey, so how, tell me, uh, uh, what are the age range your, of your kids? Our oldest is 12, and um, we have a 2-year-old. And then we got, like I said, we got one on the way here in about a week. <laughs> so, wow. Well, so. and that's, that's a thing that has kind of fallen to the wayside. Unfortunately, our grandparents um, were really good about praying for the deceased. And then our parents, you know, I think probably are, but they don't talk about it. So the fact that you're being very intentional with your family, how do you explain it to some of the younger kids? Well, it's just a part of life. Um, you know, it's just, it's very important to not forget our, our brothers and sisters that have passed on um, and, and to constantly pray for them. Um, just like we're praying for our, our living relatives now and our, our immediate family here, um, it's so important to be praying for those souls uh, that, especially, you know, if they're in purgatory, they need our prayers. So uh, we need to be praying for them. Um, so, and, and, and on top of that, just so you know, we, part of our, when, when someone purchases a product, 10% of the purchase price goes towards future masses for the repose of that soul. That no, on. So, um, yeah, so that's, that's a nice uh, comfort we can offer to, to families that purchase from us. Wow. That's fantastic. I think everybody <laughs> needs to buy their coffin from you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a very simple pop product that we're very proud of. What reminds me of, uh, or at least a little bit, I mean, just the image of the, of the Holy Family in the sense of, uh, I mean, Joseph working with Jesus, uh, I mean, learning oh, the wow. skill of, of carpentries. I mean, that was kind of the image that came to mind when, I mean, uh, your, uh, your, your oldest, uh, 12 mm-hmm. years old, helping out working in the shop. I mean, what, so what's that like? Well, actually, my twelve, my twelve and eleven-year-old are my my daughters. Oh. They actually sew. They actually sew the bedding for the the, the coffin and caskets. No and then, kidding. Um, yeah, they're they're wonderful at sewing and uh, knitting and whatnot. And, and they sew it, and then my son and I stuff the the bedding with premium pine shave uh, shavings. And then they will just bring it back in, and they sew it together, and it's, it's enclosed. So um, again, everyone's involved in it. And you mentioned. The Holy Family. It's very. We idolize, and I shouldn't idolize, but we we look up to the Holy Family. Um, I have Saint Joseph's icon in the shop with me. Um, I pray to him before I even start another casket. It's very important that he's involved in my my work. So um, the Holy Family is very important to this to this uh, this business. God. That's beautiful, you know, and that's that's the image that the church puts forward yeah. as as is the model uh, uh, to. To be sought after, I mean, to, or to, to replicate, so to speak. Can't think of the word, but... Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, to model our own lives after. Right, right. Yeah, yes, so that's not exactly. a bad thing. No. <laughs> no, no, it's not. Not at all, Father. It's, uh, no, it's not at all. Wonderful. So then, is this the only thing you do, is making coffins and caskets? It is now. Um, I left... Really? Uh, actually, I, I, we're doing well enough where I was able to leave a 15-year career. Um, I was in the utility industry before, Um and very successful at it, but, uh, you know, I, I think God, a lot of prayers, a lot of novenas, I think God is calling us to something else, and here we are today and doing very well. So. so what was it like for you at that point to step out in faith and to quit your job and to trust that this was going to provide? What was freedom. that decision like was, for you? It, oh. it was, it was freedom. It was just, it, I'm sure everyone has gone through this, is when you... There's certain times in your lives where you, you put complete trust in our Lord, and it's the most relieving moments. 
at least for me and my wife, it's when we completely trust in him. It's when we're more at, most at ease, and that's what it was with this decision, is that we just knew. We just knew, okay, this is what we have to do. Yes, it was a little scary, but we're trusting in him, and here we are. You know, it's just kind of like our holy family, right? They left to go to Egypt. They left, they left everything. You know, and that's actually what we did. We left everything back in the Midwest, um, and, you know, it's just, it's been wonderful. It's been a great experience so far. Yeah, and you know, and that's it's uh, well, providential that we're we're talking about this because you know, even as a priest, this is, or even you know, for all of us, uh, you know, when we're following our Lord, uh, He may ask us to do something that we're just not comfortable with, or we right. might wrestle with. He it does that like, all the time, right? You know, yes. <laughs> yes. like his mo. Yes. Uh, but yep. yeah, you know, that's the the option or the option uh, that ultimately invites us. I, I want you to trust me. That mm-hmm. when you step out in faith, I will provide far beyond anything you could ask for or imagine. Right. Uh, I mean, has has that been true for you so far? <laughs> oh yes, it is. It is, and I mean, it, with every you know, with every sacrifice, and, and you know, we've made a lot of sacrifices coming out here, and um, you know, it's painful at times, but you know, it's, like I said, it's it's been so worth it. I mean, there's certain things that he wanted us to detach from, and you know, it's scary at first, but. Uh, it's been such a relief, and it's been wonderful. You know, there's just certain things that we've just been detached from that he, you know, we never thought that he wanted us to be, and we are, and it's mm-hmm. just, like I said, it's just it's freedom. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. wonderful. So what's been one of the most rewarding aspects of, of what you do? Well, it's actually assisting those families that are, you know, such a sorrowful period, as you know, Father, um, for anyone going through a family death. Um, and and, and that, that 10% that we can give back to them, uh, for the repose of the soul that, that their loved one and, and those future masses, it's a real comfort, comfort to them, um, knowing that uh, their loved one will be continued to be prayed for, um, at least for, uh, you know, several masses in the future. So it's, that's the best part, knowing that uh, you can give some comfort to such a sorrowful period. Wow, it's so beautiful. Yeah. So for those of you that might just be tuning in wondering what the heck we're talking about, <laughs> we're talking with Salvatore Rigitano this morning. He's uh, the owner of Holy Family Coffins and Caskets out in Rapid City area. Um, just a beautiful ministry that you have picked up and a unique ministry that um, only can be called to by God, I would think. Mm-hmm. And, and how you're kind of balancing family life and how you're balancing uh, your business and just the story behind how it all got started. So um, thinking of your children and homeschooling, um, does that take on a different look for the children as far as you said they come out and help you? So they're correct. getting real life skills. Um, but what does the homeschooling part look like? Well, the homeschooling, we we we. We're part of the Mother of, uh, Mother of Divine Grace uh, school curriculum, accredited program that, um, again, we're very routine, and we needed something that was structured, and Mother of Divine Grace offered that for us. So um, our children are basically, um, at least our younger ones, um, they're, they're pretty much done by, by lunchtime. Okay. Uh, so they could be out there with me for a good portion of the day. Um, but my older, my older children, obviously, they have more, more curriculum to, to, over, to, to work on and whatnot, and... Um, they're out there later in the day, and uh, sometimes they get done day, certain days. They get done sooner than not. And my daughters are always, we're always we always have an inventory of uh, at least six coffin and caskets available, you know, in the shop. So 
uh, when one goes out, we're backfilling it in. And mm. um, so there's always something for my daughters to, you know, they come out and say, hey, you need something sewn today, and here you go. You know, it's just. Um, and do they enjoy the work? Oh, my, yeah, my daughters love it. Um, <laughs> they love sewing. They make all, I mean, they don't just do bedding. They make all kinds of different items, um, you know, handbags and whatnot for women at the church and whatnot. So, Beautiful. Um, but my sons, yes, I mean, they're learning a trade. Uh, they're learning mm-hmm. how to work in the in the garage with tools, um, you know, simple as a screwdriver to a power drill, to a, yeah. a handsaw. So um, it, it's, it's a wonderful experience. Um, I grew up in a, my father was a mechanic, and we were constantly in the garage watching him work on cars. So mm-hmm. uh, those are some of my most wonderful memories is working with him and learning these, these trades that uh, unfortunately are dying, in, in, yeah. in, you know. So um, I, I'm just glad to be able to have that opportunity to pass on to my children. Wonderful. Well, we have to take a quick break, and when we come back, mm-hmm. we're going to have more with Salvatore. And I wanted to ask him a little bit more about his mass preference, because I, I heard you mention a little something about it at the very beginning of our interview, and I kind of want to dive into it a little bit, if that's okay. Yes, that's Okay, fine. we're going to take a quick mm-hmm. break. We'll be back with more Real Presence Live right after this. Live, engaging, and local. This is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. Rose Management is a family-owned business that believes in good morals, doing the right thing, and treating our residents as family. Rose Management provides affordable housing to complexes throughout North Dakota and Minnesota. All Rose Management properties and our maintenance staff are in a centralized location in their cities. If you have any questions, you can call 701-237-6840 or online at rosemanagement.net. Again, that number is 701-237-6840. Hi, this is Dr. Ryan Sapo with Lumen Vision in Fargo. Lumen Vision provides eye exams for the whole family and specialty services like vision therapy and custom contact lenses. We offer a variety of frames with missions you can believe in, like Moto Eyewear, which gives away a pair of glasses to a child in need for every frame sold. We are so grateful for your support and grateful to be supporting RPR. You can learn more about our mission at lumen.vision. Lumen Vision is a proud sponsor of the Real Presence Radio Network. Does someone who takes their own life automatically go to hell? I'm Father Chris Alar. In 1993, my grandmother took her life, and for years I carried this burden because she committed a grave sin and had no time to repent. But the Church states that certain mental conditions may reduce the responsibility of one who takes their own life. You are only eternally lost if you die in an unrepentant state of mortal sin. And for a sin to be mortal, three conditions must be present— And one of those conditions is complete free will. I don't believe many people freely want to take their life, so there is hope for their salvation. To learn more, please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost. And to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. 
And welcome back. I am Heather Caro. I'm Father Tim Cohn. And we're broadcasting today from Holy Spirit Parish in Mitchell, South Dakota. Thank you for joining us. We're having a unique and interesting conversation <laughs> with Salvatore Rigitano. Um, we're talking about his, his business, Holy Family Coffins and Caskets. And at the beginning of our interview, you had mentioned uh, that you guys go to ICC in Rapid City. And that mm-hmm. is for a unique mass. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Well, it's the extraordinary form, um, which is the uh, Latin mass, Latin mass, um, and it's served by the fraternity of uh, Saint Peter. Uh, sorry, yeah, Saint Peter FSSP. And it's just, um, you know, it's 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 all in Latin. Um, you got a lot of Gregorian chants. You have um, the incense. Um, it's just something that we've been attracted to since. Uh, about three years ago, um, oh. and it's just something that we've just we fell in love with. Um, just um, my family, my children, my children just fell in love with it as well. Um, they kept asking, "Can we go back? Can we go back? Can we go back?" And we just we finally made the switch about three years ago, just full time. Um, Interesting. Extraordinary form mass course. So, for those that aren't familiar, Father, what does that? What what does that look like? Is it the old Latin mass that our parents grew up with? Uh, yeah, yeah. So they use, uh, and <laughs> so I'll preface this then. Okay. Uh, I have limited experience with it apart from, right. you know, I used to go to it, uh, go to it as a kid. Uh, uh, but they used the, the 62 missile, okay. uh, you know, and this is something that was, uh, uh, an, an emphasis was brought back uh, with Pope Benedict. Uh, that he said, you know, that this is absolutely still a legitimate, uh, legitimate option, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, it, even though it's kind of, uh, and so for some, this has been sort of a source of contention, uh, mm. but, you know, it, absolutely a beautiful liturgy. Um, uh, one of the other uh, rites <clears throat> of the, the Roman Catholic Church that we forget about at times, or, you know, but it's, uh, yeah, just a beautiful, rich history. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. You know the the, the preaching, the the readings are, are in English, uh, the rest of it in Latin, and uh, uh, you know, in fact, that's where I first learned to serve was when I was uh, I was a kid. You know, at the oh, Latin really? Mass at Immaculate Conception there in Rapid City. <laughs> <Yeah. Sun>, so. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so, Salvatore, if a if a if a person went into a Latin mask, what are some things that they would notice is different other than it being in Latin? Well, Latin, you have a lot of incense. You have. Um, the the altar uh, the priest is facing the altar everyone's facing mm-hmm. the altar and you have the the choir or scholars behind you um, women have some, most of the women in there have veils on uh, a lot of the men have uh, suit and tie um, it's you have um, like father was saying um, you have it in Latin and then the, the father father goes up and reads it in, in English. Um, but you have, there's, there's missiles there, uh, red missiles that, you know, one side of the page has it in Latin, the other side has it in English, so you can easily follow along. Um, you'll see uh, an altar rail as well, um, and you uh, receive on the tongue. Um, that's the, that's a big difference you'll see, is that uh, there's an altar rail up there, and um, you receive on the tongue. So those are, those are some of the, the, the difference you'll see. And do they go up um, and kneel at the altar rail? Well, that's correct. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So, it's, um, so those are some of the differences that you'll see um, with the extraordinary form. Yeah, it's beautiful. You, if there's something else you can add, Father, I mean, it's, that's what really comes to mind. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. You know, and one of the things that uh, uh, that I appreciate about the uh, 
about the Tridentine Mass is, you know, as you mentioned, the priest is facing the altar and and uh, and they and, call it the high altar. Yeah, at, at the high altar Correct. up there. Yep. And uh, one of the things that you get. Uh, you get a real clear sense. So oftentimes, even even in the, the Novus Ordo, I mean, the, the, the regular English uh, Mass that mm-hmm. we have, uh, is all of the Eucharistic prayer uh, from the Holy Holy on, everything is directed solely to the Father. Uh, every prayer mm-hmm. uh, is directed to the Father. And, the, and the, you see this clearly with uh, with how the priest is standing there, that he is offering the sacrifice along and the people are offering their sacrifice with the priest to the father, um, the priest standing in the person, uh, person of Jesus. And it's, mm-hmm. a, you see it visually, uh, uh, there in, in, in a beautiful way. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, and I think too, that, um, you know, when they're praying to the high altar, Jesus is the center of the vision. But, and I think one thing people might not realize that on the altar is a crucifix in front of the priest. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that hasn't always been. And they, they, and, and I think it probably depends on the bishop. I know um, just because there was that controversy between the high altar and should the priest face the crowd or the congregation or should he turn around and face the high altar? There's always, there's still debate about that. Mm-hmm. And so I wonder if that's like a compromise to put the crucifix there to keep the priest's focus on him versus the crowd. Well, what's interesting. I'm just yeah. spitballing here, folks. This is not canon law here. <laughs> yeah, you know, one of the beautiful things uh, about it, so I mean, is the priest standing in the person. So it's Jesus Christ offering the sacrifice sure. uh, uh, to the Father sure. uh, uh, there. Yeah, I forgot where I was going with that. <laughs> that's all right. It's, it's not the first time it's happened this morning, uh, yeah, Father. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> well, but it, 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 it's a wonderful fit for my family, and my children really, um, they, they enjoy the whole whole mass. And my wife, obviously, and myself, we just um, we can't get enough. I mean, Beautiful. Uh, we're, you know, it's, just, it's a wonderful experience. So. Well, Salvatore, uh, Salvatore. Ridicano. I'll get it. I'll get it by the time we're done. I know. I know. It's awesome. Thanks. (laughs) For those that are interested in your business, can you uh, tell them how they can find out more about the coffins and caskets that you offer? They can go to uh, www.holyfamilycoffins.com or they can email email, uh, me at info at holyfamilycoffins.com. So again, that's holyfamilycoffins.com. Or they can email me at info at holyfamilycoffins.com. My phone number is on there as well. Um, don't be scared off by the uh, Illinois <laughs> zip code. Um, but, uh, <laughs> you know, that, that's what's attached to the website. But um, we have other options on there. Like I said, we have um, an infant coffin option. We just actually made one for an infant two weeks ago. Oh. Um, and uh, we have prayer kneelers on there. And we have some uh, comforting devotionals as well. One of my favorites is to Our Lady of Sorrows. It's on there as well. So... Um, I thank you so much, Heather and Father, for this opportunity. All right. Thank you so much, and and may God be with you in your mission that he's given you. Yeah, amen. It's beautiful work that you're doing, that's for sure. Blessed be God for the opportunity. I thank you so much. Yeah, thank you, Father. Thank you, Salvatore. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) You're welcome. Thank you. All righty. Bye. So that's an interesting interview. Yeah. You know, and what's beautiful about it, I mean, what a... uh, I mean, so we... (laughs) 
life and death. You know, we're in all we're we're in the whole business. Yeah, here. Um, we don't like to think about death, do we? Right, right. But you know, especially you know during Lent, it's uh, that's the important thing to think about. That you know, the the four last things: death, uh, judgment, heaven, and hell. Yeah. That you know, ultimately, we are at some point in time we will we will go before our Lord. You know, yeah. uh, and uh, we will be held accountable to what we have done or what we haven't done. Uh, you know, not that this is this isn't meant to scare anyone. It's uh, reality. Yeah, but the reality that that death is a part of life. You know, death and taxes—the two things you can't <laughs> escape. <laughs> uh, yeah. But I, what a beautiful ministry to bring. I mean. Yeah. To be called to do that, yeah, and to to be able to pray for the families who are grieving, and and I just I love that 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 part of part of the proceeds go to offer masses uh, for the repose of the soul of those individuals, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I think this is so crucial, especially now, uh, you know, one of the biggest heartaches that I hear as a priest is family members that walk away, that are no longer practicing, they're not Catholic anymore, yeah. you know, especially those who are of retirement age or older, you know, or death is a, is closer. Uh, than birth was right and or what's going to happen uh what's going to happen after i die uh you know this is something that i encourage people and i know that the pastor here father ken luff uh that he is really good about encouraging people as they're meeting with families or um or he'll tell even the you know the older daily mass crew Mm -hmm. um Make sure your kids know explicitly what you want uh, after uh, after you're gone. Yeah. That you know you want a, a Catholic funeral in yeah. the church. You want a mass offered for me, and yep. uh, because uh, what I come across more often than not is, uh, yeah, the parents were Catholic, or grandma and grandpa were were very Catholic daily mass goers, uh, but the kids aren't anymore. So they're unchurched, or uh, hmm. now it's. Yeah, more things start to slide, you know. Yeah. Uh, and so this is a beautiful witness to, uh, to what what is needed, you know, or what is uh, how we pray for the dead, and and as Catholics, you know, we have a right to uh, to the sacraments, even to uh, to having a mass offered for the repose of their soul, you know, the funeral liturgies. Yeah. Uh, and so yeah. So every mass you say is. Has somebody been put on that mass as far as who that mass is being set for? Yes, yes. And so what we call sort of stipend intention. So uh, a, a donation has been offered to okay. uh, to have this mass said. And a, and the priest, and a lot of people don't know this, uh, but priests are obligated uh, under as virtue of justice. Uh, if money has been given, uh, we are obligated to offer mass for that intention, mm-hmm. uh, principally. Now, uh, obviously, the the number of other intentions that we can have are, are limitless, you know. Oh, okay. Uh, but uh, what it, what a mass intention is? It's a spiritual act on behalf of the priest to intend. I am offering this mass for the repose of the soul of this person, or sure. for this person and their family. And it doesn't matter how long ago they passed away. No. No, it does not. No. So if you're uh, behind, if you're behind folks, you can still offer up masses for those loved ones that have passed. Mm-hmm. You know, and the power, the power. How do of they the go about doing that? Yeah. So oftentimes, you, they're break. contacting their parish <laughs> office. Okay. Uh, you know, and asking, "Hey, I'd like to have mass offered for, uh, for for this person." Uh, yeah. And there's usually a schedule and that kind of thing that they'll they'll put in there and. Um, 
Yeah, it's a beautiful, beautiful practice in the church to pray for our dead, our, our deceased. You know, I love this show. Yeah. You just never know what's going to come up. <laughs> That's <laughs> you right. You just never know what we're going to be discussing. I love it. It makes it fun. I love it. I love it. Keeps you on your toes. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, folks, we're going to take another quick break. Nicole Fear on the other side. We'll be right back with more Real Presence Live from Mitchell. We'll be right back. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. 